ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night, is Sherry Voluntary. Sherry, how are you doing? You know, I'm good. I'm doing pretty good today. Yeah, I was going to say, you seem put together this evening. I, I don't know why, because I run late to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what? I'll I'll never try to pay you another compliment. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. I was here on time. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I you're like who are who are you even saying that to? Like you're not just, saying that you're not well, saying that to I me. I run late all the time, but my opinion know. of you can't possibly be changed. <laughs> okay. I'll leave it I'll leave it up to the user to decide. Oh. All right. We got a cool little package in the mail. Cool. So one of our fans, and I'm not going to name who it is because I didn't get permission to use his name. He sent us a little package, and he sent us re he sent us real money, Sherry. What? Not, not none of that fake monies. He sent us. Check oh. this out. He sent us a one was thousandth Troy out uh, a a Utah gold back. This is actual. Ooh. Look at that. It's I it's, have it's, seen it's, those. it's 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 look. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I've I've got a couple of these that's look at that. It's like actual so this company that prints these, they they're trying to solve the problem of, well, if you're gonna use silver and gold as money, but like you know, you're not gonna walk around right. with a sack of coins that, that <laughs> you could do this. So I thought that was really cool. And yeah. then and then just to, just to just to complete the set, he also sent us some actual one ounce silver wow. coins as well. Now, I, I want to say this really quick, though. He had sent, in the package where he sent this to us, he had a little letter. And in the bottom of the letter, it said, now, now don't just run off and exchange these for money. I mean, these will be worth more if you hold on to them. And so me, an intellectual, I immediately wrote him back and said, you won't believe these work in a Pepsi machine. <laughs> I haven't heard back from him. I don't I don't think he's going to send us anything else. Right. Alan's <laughs> but, canceled. But the only I'll tell you what, the the upside is we really really appreciate your support. The downside is is no one has sent us anything we can eat this week. <laughs> well, you're going to lose more weight, Alan. Or I mean unless <laughs> unless we're going to eat the silver coin, but see that's a that's a big enough coin that I think retrieving it later is going to be an issue. <laughs> so Anyway, thank you so much for doing that. But we're going to move right along to our old friend, Kamala Harris. Do we have a picture of Kamala Harris? Yeah, there she is, right there. <laughs> we always have a picture of Kamala Harris ready. Oh, ready. Democrats are worried because Kamala Harris's poll numbers are going down, and people are worried that she might not be a viable candidate for the future. I'm actually going to read you a little bit of this right here. They're actually uh, they're planning on sending the vice president abroad to raise her profile. She has, she is the most unpopular U.S. president six months into an administration since at least the 1970s. More, so her being underwater means that more Americans disapprove than approve of her job performance. Which, by the way, like job performance of vice president is really just exist. <laughs> yes. And more than half of Americans disapprove of her existence. Now, the only thing that kills me about this, seeing this, like this was headline news in the Telegraph over in the UK. And right. I thought, it's so weird to see that headline like trending on Twitter. I just wish, I wish there was some way we would have known how unpopular she was before now. Hmm. 
No, I, I, I didn't see it coming. Gotta tell you. <laughs> Nobody did. Who could have Spe known? Yeah. Speaking of not seeing it coming, oh, got some teen pregnancy news for you. Check out the World Population Review. This is their information on teen pregnancy. Now, the good news is, is that teen pregnancy has steadily been on the decline in the United States in the past 20 years. In 2018, the U.S. teen birth rate was 17.4 per 1,000. Uh, and that's 15, 18, ages 15 to 19. So it's not counting all those 14-year-olds having babies. Mm. I feel like that makes this poll broken. <clears throat> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, it decreased to 16.9. But despite these lower rates, the U.S. continues to have the highest teen pregnancy rate of all developed nations. Mm. Now, I'm going to give a quick shout out here to, well, which state is doing the best? Which state is helping to break that curve. And believe it or not, mm. it's the state of New Hampshire. Wow. New Hampshire has a teen pregnancy rate of 6.6 .6 per 1,000. Um, and I, I honestly, I, I, don't, I wasn't amazed at all. I wasn't surprised in the least to hear that it was New Hampshire that had the best numbers. You know why I wasn't surprised? No. Because libertarians can't get late. <laughs> Oh, look, there's already been some torn off, too. <laughs> well, of course. Of course. You know, we don't have that problem down here in Can Tennessee, by the way. I don't have <laughs> We don't, just, just in case you were wondering, since we're down here in Tennessee, New Hampshire was 6.6 .6 per 1,000. We're 23.7 per 1,000, which uh, it has technically fallen in the last 20 years still, but it's, it's, it's a little bit high. All we right, like to have them right, young. Right. I'm just saying. I mean, I keep getting older. They stay the same age. <laughs> oh, I mean. Wow. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, from a historical perspective, like, you, you know, that that scene in the movie, The Patriot, where Mel, it's the beginning of the movie and Mel Gibson's character is going to run out to go save Gabriel because the right. British have taken him. And so, and his other son got shot and all he has left are his daughter who's like 12 and then his really little kids. Mm -hmm. And he, he brings the daughter over and he says, if I'm not back by nightfall, you round up the kids and you go to your aunt's house or whatever in Charleston and you stay there. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing a lot of people saying like, wow, that's putting an awful lot of responsibility on that little girl in this very <laughs> tense moment. But I mean... That's because those people don't realize that back in those days, like in another six months, she'd be having a kid. So, right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean where's the lie? I mean, yeah. Anyway, speaking right. speaking of where's the lie, we're gonna we're gonna end the uh, monologue tonight talking about our old friend Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. Do we have a picture of Andrew Cuomo? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No, hold on, hold on. Go back. Pull that picture back up. I can't help but notice how morbidly <laughs> obese his bodyguards are. It's uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming those are bodyguards, and also the one on the right looks very, very mafia-y. If you, they kind of both do actually. If you get me, <laughs> actually, the one on the left looks like uh, Luca Brazzi from the original Godfather. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's not actually Andrew. Do we have a real picture of Andrew Cuomo? Yeah, there he is. <laughs> that's him. I wonder how many people get all the references. Do you wonder? 
I, it, it, that one might take them a minute, but okay. Anyway, he's back in the news because the New York State Attorney General, along with a couple of independent investigators, have concluded their investigation to the governor, and they've decided that yes, it seems highly likely that because of the uh, what's the word we're looking for? The atmosphere of abuse and harassment that he mm. fostered and and get making a chilling effect, causing many women to not report him. He did indeed sexually harass a number of people, perhaps more. But I want you to take a look at these details right here. So this was the details from the investigation. Look at that second bullet point. The state attorney general later added that the report, quote, does not have any criminal consequences. <sighs> Why even why wow. even bother investigating the powerful elite if you're going to conclude they're guilty? So let's move on. Wow. It kind of it kind doesn't that kind of remind you of Hillary like like she absolutely broke the law with the emails. So let's move on. Right, exactly. It's it's the exact same scenario. Mm -hmm. So this is really more of a message out to the ladies out there who may have been victimized by Governor Cuomo. Now, far be it for me to tell you how you should react because I'm not going to tell the victims how they should feel. All I'm gonna tell you is the man has a name and an address, and maybe you can decide for yourself what should happen to him. <laughs> that picture gives me PTSD, I'm telling you, I have it you, already. You guys at home didn't see the look Ooh. on Sherry's face when she had to Ooh. click that button and, yeah, go ahead and show him, Sherry. Something like this. <laughs> My stomach actually feels upset. Oh, it's kind of like the one chip challenge, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I haven't done that one though. <laughs> Guys, we're gonna be right back with the meal of the week and the viewer mail right after this. Don't go. Away. Guys, welcome back to the show. I was looking in the news right as we were getting ready to do the next segment here. And apparently, so there were three cops in D.C. that were connected to the whole January 6th thing that had committed suicide. Now it's up to four. Ooh. Now there's four cops that that were there on January 6th that have committed hmm. suicide. And, you know, everyone's like busting out their tinfoil, wondering like that's 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 a high enough number in a in a short span of time that it makes you wonder what's going on there mm -hmm. like a, a lot of people were thinking to themselves those might have been cops that you know it pretty soon they're going to be given testimony and maybe those cops right. weren't going to tow the narrative that wasn't even what crossed my mind at all what crossed my mind is boy this is a really foot and mouth moment for you sherry and you've <laughs> always said there's no such thing as a good cop <laughs> oh, um hey sherry yes what time is it
Oh. <laughs> hey, that's a that's a that's a it's too late in house yeah. special right there. That's a spice the meme. <clears throat> wow. So I, I I made that meme and I immediately sent it to my friend Mike Meharry of God and Friends to ask him <laughs> what he thought about it because I didn't want to offend him and he actually said he thought that was pretty solid. And I and I would probably be like, you know, I think about Jesus a lot. <laughs> but anyway, we got a bonus meme this week. Check out the bonus meme. When you not only helped pass laws outlawing carrying guns, but also heavily supported an all-out assault weapons ban. Ooh. That's so Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> I love how happy he is, too. Look at those. He's just so rosy-cheeked <clears throat> and happy about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it would better be better picture than like a modern one, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm, I was actually in the process of making a meme, and I don't want to, I don't want to give away the plot, but it's basically going to be some some relatively young modern day right wingers that are that are going to be like the Ghostbusters, and they're going to ha- like Slimer. Remember Slimer, the little green I remember ghost. Slimer. I know. Okay, I know you would remember. <laughs> but so so the Ghostbusters would their faces would be not the original Ghostbusters, it would be some different right GOP people. And Slimer, I, I can't decide, he's either going to be Reagan or McCain. <laughs> which which one do you think would be funnier? Uh, I mean, he kind of became their friend, so I don't know, probably Reagan, just because they idolize him. Maybe. <clears throat> I, I'm kind of leaning. That bonus meme makes me feel like Reagan would be funnier. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Speaking of hoping things get funnier, let's uh, <laughs> let's answer some viewer mail. Lasagna sounds good. I haven't had lasagna in a long time. I wonder who of our viewers can send us some lasagna. <laughs> uh, we're gonna start with the first question. Uh, Daniel Blanchett writes, "Dear Alan and Sherry, two short, two chains, or two pock." Hmm. Um, too late. <laughs> that should be, that should be our, our rapper name is too late. Oh, that was good, man. Was do you, good. do you listen to rap, Sherry? I do. I do. I, Too Short was big, you know, when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, but Tupac is kind of, he was a poet, right? Like he transcended the medium. So, well, I mean, if, if the medium you mean our mortal coil, then yes, he did transcend it. That is, <laughs> that is true. Uh, Andrew Avery, I feel like I feel like the purpose of the, tonight's episode is to is to identify as many different like identity groups within our audience and piss all of them off. Oh, I thought that was our goal every week. <laughs> Andrew Avery writes, "Dear Alan and Sherry, if a Chinese restaurant ignores the mask mandate, is that wanton disregard?" So he he followed that up with hopefully not considered political because I I had to give another warning. Exactly. I had to get, you know, I had to give another warning because we tell people the viewer mail is for fun, personal questions, not politics. But Andrew, Andrew was like, that pun was too good. And he's like, I'm just going to roll the dice on that one. (laughs) Um, Do you like Chinese food, Sherry? I'm... I love Chinese food, actually, yeah. Okay. Do you like Indian food? I love Indian food, Alan. 
You know, I've I've rarely had Chinese and I've never had Indian food, that is. <laughs> you weren't gonna say nothing. You were gonna shut you're gonna shut the fuck up. That's what you're gonna do. Uh oh. Tim Weiss. <laughs> Spice level went to 11. <laughs> I, I want st to stop myself there really quick to say, last week, last week, I have to apologize. Last week, we had some foul language on the program. Mm. Unlike, unlike this week, of course. <laughs> and, and our good friend, uh, Dave Wilimowski, Dave and Mary, Liberty Late Night, because they've, they've co-hosted, they've like guest hosted the show before. And every time they've guest hosted the show, I've said, now, guys, be on your best behavior. You can't use foul language on this show because this right. is this is this here is a respectable network program. You can't be using <laughs> that. This is this is a family entertainment. And yeah. they've always said, OK, we'll behave. And then, of course, what happens weeks later, Dave turns on the show and there I am just dropping F-bombs left and right. <laughs> and he actually messaged me. He was upset. He was a little he was a little well, upset. You inspired ire. You know what they should do? They do a movie night on Sunday nights. This past Sunday night, they watched Gladiator on, over on Float because that's the only way you can do that and not have the FBI like come in and blow your brains out because you're <laughs> you didn't have express written consent, you know. Yeah. So they go over on Float, Liberty Late Night, and they watch movies on Sunday nights with the audience. They should watch. Um, Dave, Mary, if you're listening, you guys should watch Deliverance. I think. <laughs> Okay. Correct. Uh, Tim Wysong writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, Tom Woods, as we all know, is a huge fan of It's Too Late, which, which that actually is true. I've actually had Tom Woods say to me something about It's Too Late, which would seem to suggest he had seen it. Can you believe that shit? I, wow. Yeah. He really, <laughs> and here I thought he had a lot to do. Not, <laughs> not as busy as he's always led us to believe. Right. He's trying to um, live right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Woods, Woods said that men should not wear shorts or Hawaiian shirts. My question is, how short do pants need to be to qualify as shorts? How long do shorts need to be to qualify as pants? If pants don't cover my ankles, but dress socks are covering the skin, can I still be a man? What about swim trunks? Do I need formal swimming attire? Where does one even purchase a swimming cummerbund? Now, Tim... I know you're trying to be funny, but so Woods actually did stipulate that that didn't count for swimming. He said, if you're in a pool, you can wear shorts, but unless you're in the pool, you shouldn't have shorts on. <laughs> but I feel like this is, it's, it's, it's still shady though, because what would be shorts on me would be pants on Tom. <laughs> so. We're not supposed to laugh at our betters. <laughs> <laughs> uh but thoughts and prayers though for him you know yeah because it, it wouldn't it wouldn't it be a classic thing to have happen if like right before the episode 2000 his 2000th episode special he dies that would be pretty bad but we could all go to the funeral they should just have the funeral at the thing because yeah. we'll all be there exactly i Save actually time. Actually, because I know I've had some people ask me this. I actually, we actually just booked our tickets. All We're right. going to be there. By we, you mean you. Well, me and Anna Kay are going to be there. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I, I don't know what you do at all, to be honest with you. You just show up here on Tuesday nights and say, all right, what do you got for me this week? I don't Right. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, we're going to we're going to be at the 2000s, which is uh, October 
I feel like I should know if I'm. Gonna you should. Yeah. <laughs> I if I had should. any kind of goddamn producer, then those <laughs> things would just pop up on the screen, and then I could read them like from the thing, and then I wouldn't look like an idiot right, when we're. Right. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. I get paid too much for that. Yeah. To be that. <laughs> You get paid too much to do that? I get Whoa. paid too much to be that that uh, ungood at my job. Incompetent. That's the word I was trying to think of. <laughs> I get paid too much to be so ungood. <laughs> that we were doing so good tonight until <laughs> now. All right. Uh, Eric Eli writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, favorite spaghetti western. Um, oh. It's got to be the good, bad, the ugly, right? I, yeah, easy. That's by far the all-time best it's just a great movie great soundtrack everything clint eastwood i mean oh. mm -hmm. you know they call it spaghetti westerns because it was westerns made in europe by a bunch of euro it's trash like italians, italians and stuff yeah so what would they like what would they call them if they were made in russia sauerkraut well that'd West be german oh yeah that's right jesus what's what the thing You're that comes from Strews? No, that's it'd be nice. like vodka, vodka westerns, <laughs> caviar the westerns. They, they, they literally just drink vodka and eat caviar. Yeah. Cigarette westerns. Um, you want to know something funny, by the way? Because uh, just, just really quick, this is your fault. You, you oh, got me distracted, so this is your fault. So you might remember from like a year or two ago, the Russians got caught cheating a whole bunch in athletics, and so they were banned from this this Olympics. But there's Russian athletes participating. So if you're wondering, well, wait a minute, if Russia got banned, then why is there a bunch of Russians in the Olympics? It's because there's, if you look in the medal counts, it says ROC, which is the Russian Olympic Committee. It's not Russia. It's the Russian Olympic Committee, y'all. It's a totally different thing. And so they get to, they get to play. I never would have guessed it was Russians all along. And, 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 and by the way, like, I'm not even for that to begin with. Like, like if if Joe Bob over here was taking steroids, I don't think that Jim then should not get to go to the Olympics or right. his whole country for like I'm not for that all that nationalist crap in the first place. I just think it's funny that they they wanted to look they wanted to look strong by bringing the hammer down on them cheating Russians, and right. then and then they just added a couple of letters to the flag and then let them all play anyway. That's such <laughs> your what your mom would do, you know. What a time to be alive, it really is. <laughs> Uh, Mike Meharry writes, Jesus, here we go. Uh, Dear Alan Sherry, if you had to do it, how long do you think it would take you to read a 2,702-page infrastructure bill? Um, I asked him if he was asking for a friend, because that sounds like something he would have to right. do for TAC. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't know. I mean, I'd have no idea how long that would take me. But, you know, if you've ever seen... If you've ever seen the pages in an actual bill where it's usually like typeset really wide with really big indentions, the way they write legislation, like it's it's not mm -hmm. like it's ten point font single space, you know. Right. So it's so it's like it's. I imagine it's not as long as that sounds, but I'm. I mean, I imagine it would still take like weeks to to do it and actually comprehend it, like actually yeah. take notes and. It's all jargon. Mike, we wish you the best. It was nice knowing you. Um, Marilyn Willimowski writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, do you like mayonnaise? If yes, what's your brand of choice? Now, Sherry, I know you're really upset because the Willimowskis, they just had this big mayonnaise taste testing. You, I'll, I'll let you have the floor. You go right ahead. I, 
I, I feel like she's kind of trying to rub salt in my wounds because I was already salty about them doing the mayonnaise taste test without me. But I will answer the question because I'm a bigger person. Okay. And that is uh, Hellman's mayonnaise is the best. Like so you, it is the Cadillac of mayonnaise. So you said Hellman's is the best. I actually watched poor Dave eat literal spoonfuls of mayonnaise. <laughs> I haven't heard from him since. So I don't know what that means. He's but dead. Um, the, the, the winner of the taste test was Hellman's. So how about that? They could have just asked me. I could have told them. (laughs) For a moment there, you had the Hillary Clinton, what? Look on your face. (laughs) Uh, Michael Clark writes, it's Mike of Mike and friends who writes, dear Alan and Sherry, everybody knows that COVID came from bats. If you could choose a different animal from which to contract a virus, which animal would it be? All right. All right. Um, Sherry, <laughs> Sherry, if you oh, could oh. contract a virus from a different animal than a bat, which I, one would I it be? How you, how low you punked out and gave it to me? Um, I'm gonna go with koala bears, because then you there. could touch and pet them. No, have you ever seen pictures of them when they're mad and like covered in water? They're vicious. They're bears, so right. But it's they're said, little. It says bear in the name. Yeah, but they hiss at you when they're cute. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I'm going to, during the break, we're going to find a picture of an angry koala bear in your, <laughs> in. Um, I'm, I'm going to say uh, a Jew. Uh, Adam Sikosin writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, if you could pick a different time and place in history to be alive, when and where would that be? So I, th- I feel like we've answered a very similar question to this in the past. And the answer is everyone who says anything other than here and now is lying. Yeah. They, they might, they, they might have their little rosy colored glasses on of, oh, back in my day. No, 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 no. Yeah. Everything is so much better now that you're lying if you want to go back. I I can definitely tell you that any woman who says that has not thought shit through. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. What's the the Louis C.K. bick of uh, of black people don't mess with time machines? Like anything before 1980, no thank you. I don't don't want to go. (laughs) (laughs) I would go in the future, though, for real. I would. I mean, altered carbon. Yeah, I want to see how this shit ends up. (laughs) Um, Ryan Seifert writes Dear Alan and Sherry Who would you rather have for a roommate Hunter Biden or Ellen DeGeneres Hmm. First of all What a random selection of people Yeah yeah. Although I I feel kind of torn about this one I mean I feel like the answer is Ellen DeGeneres because for one, I don't have to worry about her making a move on me. <laughs> and two, if your roommate's with Hunter Biden and he gets caught up in something, they're going to blame it on you and have you suicided. Right. Well, that's that's true. That's true. I doubt Ellen will have a suicided. But I, I just feel like Hunter, you know, like Ellen, she's fun and likes to party and dance, which I love to dance and have fun. But, but uh, Hunter really likes to party and... Yeah, that might be. Well, maybe not. <laughs> Jonathan Corenz writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, if womb is pronounced womb, W-O-M-B is pronounced womb, and if tomb, T-O-M-B, is pronounced tomb, then why isn't bomb pronounced boom? I don't so much have an answer for you as in I'm going to blow your mind even more. Not only is it bomb and boom, what about comb? Comb is not... Comb is not calm or coom. It's comb. Ooh. 
So you now you've added a third into the mix. Wow, this is too much. Something Sorry. something Anna Kay will never let me do. Add a third into the mix. <laughs> uh, Logan Denny writes, Dear I, Jonathan, I hope that helps. <laughs> Logan, I feel bad for Jonathan. You guys, I don't know if Jonathan would like me telling you this. So I'm going to do it anyway. Jonathan had hurt his back. So Jonathan is our social media extraordinaire, and he hurt his back, and he's been down for, like, you know how with back injuries, back injuries yes. are just shit. So so he he died, and he had to get, like, baby fetuses injected into his back so he could walk oh. again. Um, and he's just now getting back on his feet. And so I'm so glad I could help him just now, today, with that. Um, I should have sent him one of these, I think. Yeah. But, but let's not. <laughs> uh, Logan Denny writes, Dear Alan Sherry, have you bought any new spices? Um, I, I literally only have two things that could qualify as spices in my cabinet. One is like just the generic burger spice and one is the generic steak spice. Hmm. That's it. I'm not a big spices person. I, I have a ton of spices. I buy lots of spices. So... I seasoned salt was the last one I bought, but I, yeah. I feel like y'all are judging me. <laughs> You're white people. It is great. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just tops. I gotta tell you. Uh, Lyle Dario writes, dear Alan and Sherry, was Bezos still the richest man on earth when he went to space? Ah. Uh, wow. If, so I'm going to say he was, and I'm going to base that on, if you're going to say that just because he took a brief trip to space, that meant he wasn't on Earth anymore and therefore wasn't the richest man on Earth, then that technically means like if, like if Elon Musk hops, he just fell down infinity's places in the rankings because he's not on Earth. Right. Hmm. I mean, right? True. Lyle, you're timed out for two weeks. Uh, David Willimowski David is alive Wow Dave is alive Dave Willimowski writes Dear Alan and Sherry Are biscuits and gravy And spaghetti and tomato sauce Technically the same thing I mean Carb with sauce But Only a Yankee would ask that Well he followed that up with There's probably a better way to word that I'm not exactly sure what he's driving at Poor, I think it's just poor Jonathan, who is our social media guy, because he's trying to get Dave on the show, is trying to help Dave out and says, did you mean are biscuits and gravy technically the same thing as spaghetti and tomato sauce? To which Dave replied, or maybe none of this makes sense. I'm sorry I've been eating a lot of mayo. <laughs> His arteries have hardened very much. <laughs> Dave, I've already told you and I'll tell you again. I see you. You're seen and you are loved. Uh, and finally this week, Clay Davis writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, who makes the best ice cream? Sherry, who makes the best ice cream? Oh, oh, that would have to be Mayfield ice cream. Mayfield? Mayfield. What, what flavor? Oh, strawberry cheesecake. Oh, it was like 1980 or 81, like ice cream of the year, according to the New York Times. So <laughs> what? what? I have visited the factory. What a random statistic to bring to the show. <laughs> I'm a homeschool mom. What can I say? <laughs> uh, they said bring something. 
That's what I brought. <laughs> Who makes the best ice cream? Um, not Israel, apparently. Oh. Um, boy, that's it. And, you know, like, we were right on track and everything for this to be such a tight episode, and now we're, we're like, 12 minutes over now. This. <laughs> Guys, we're going to be back right after this break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. So anyway, I feel like I shouldn't have to apologize for the first couple of segments being too long because most people only watch the monologue and the meme of the week and viewer mail anyway. So we're just trying to get people to keep their eyeballs on for a longer period of time. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like you, I mean, I know you already knew that. So I'm just, I'm just clarifying. Okay. All right. So we're going to start off with today. It's another segment of rules for thee and not for me. Check this out from the Washington Examiner. Obama, Lightfoot, Bowser, Democrats ignore Delta fears, forge ahead with large gatherings. Look at, um, I, I, I can't imagine how it is those two interns managed to get that spot on the video. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> it reminds me, it reminds me of that bit uh, we was talking about, like, isn't it amazing that every modern music artist is attractive? Isn't that just such a huge coincidence? It is. It's it's incredible. You would think that just by accident there would be one ugly, talented musician. Yeah. There anyway, so this is actually coming on the heels of several different stories. So the Washington, D.C. mayor, Muriel Bowser, she was the one that literally she had just instituted a new mask mandate in Washington, D.C., and then not hours after that had pictures of herself taken where she was at a bunch of private parties, and I think she actually officiated a wedding as well, and they had pictures of her Jeez. without her mask on, uh, just going to show, of course, that not not only did she do it, but just the audacity to have literally just ordered the D.C. police to be arresting people who are out in public without their mask while she's out in public without her mask. Do we have a picture of the large gathering that she was at? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> but she wasn't the only one there was also mayor lightfoot out in chicago and also the man himself barack obama who i think was in the top left of that picture that you just brought up right right Where, right let's see I, think it. So. I tell you what that looks a lot like obama <laughs> Sure does. i might be racist but i'll be damned if that ain't obama uh, yes anyway <laughs> so, but this is, this isn't the first time that this has happened. There's been, I mean, everyone's seen the pictures of Fauci without a mask. Uh, the cameras just turned off and then you see Pelosi at all taking off a mask. I know Pelosi mm -hmm. was in the news recently because she was ordering the DC police to be arresting visitors who didn't have their masks and to continue to fine, uh, representatives who were in, in the house that weren't wearing a mask, even though she's not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Which just, again, goes to show you that it's about control and oppression and not about the mask itself. Yep. 
But today, the mass sort of took a back seat to the big news. Conspiracy theorists all over the country tried to warn people, but those warnings fell on deaf ears. Ladies and gentlemen, the Vax Pass is here. Starting in New York City, New York City to require vaccination for indoor activities, restaurants, and gyms. So that's actually from our friend Mayor de Blasio up in New York. New York City will require proof of vaccination for workers and customers who want to participate in indoor activities, including dining in restaurants, working out in gyms, and attending theater performances, Mayor Bill de Blasio announced Tuesday. The policy is one of the first of its kind in the United States and comes amid a nationwide spike in COVID-19 infections. Notice, by the way, that it has nothing to do with deaths anymore. Now they're back to only talking about cases. Cases, yeah. Yep. Driven largely by the spread of the Delta variant in people who are unvaccinated. Also notice that they have that in this Hill article, but the CDC's own data reported that people who are vaccinated are just as likely to spread right. the new variants as those who are unvaccinated. It's almost as if the facts didn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they're calling it, by the way, they're calling it the key to NYC pass. Ugh. That just, anyway, it'll begin August 16th and enforcement will begin September 13th, de Blasio said during a news conference. This is his quote. It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary for living a good, full, and healthy life. If you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. Now, I, I want to take a moment there to talk about that because that's there's, there's sort of the conjecture of something we've talked about on the show many times is where do you draw your line in the sand? And I believe mm-hmm. that there, 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 may, there may indeed be a lot of people in the country that would say, look, if they start, if they start knocking on people's doors saying you have to get vaxxed or we're going to shoot you in the head, it, it might, it might get a little shooty out there. Mm-hmm. And, and they, and so because of that, because that might be a bridge too far, they might not come out and pass a vaccine requirement because even with this, it's not technically legally required. Right. It's just, we're going to make your life a living hell if you don't. Mm-hmm. And of course, someone like me would say, well, that's, you've already crossed the line. But what they would argue is that, oh, no, no, we're not saying you have to. We're just saying we'll destroy you if you don't. Subtle little distinction. (laughs) Yeah. But it's times like these that I feel like people in the liberty community, and I'm, and I'm going to try to be as politically correct and nice and kind as I possibly can. And I'm not, (laughs) and I'm not going to play the game of who is a real libertarian and, and who, who we're, who we're going to caucus with and, and, and join hands with to fight this. I feel like if you're, if you're a Republican, if you're a conservative, if you're a libertarian of any stripe, a paleo, a hoppian, a left libertarian, whatever you want to call yourself, this is something that should consolidate all of those people to come together and say, no, no, no. Yeah. I, and we're not going to mince words and we're not going to split hairs. This is a capital N, capital O, full stop. Yeah. So let's check in with our friends over at Reason Magazine, the Beltway Libertarians. Is Robbie Sove who says... I would much, 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 much rather be required to show proof of vaccination than be required to wear a mask. And I suspect I'm not alone. I'm not a supporter of government mandates in general and have, in fact, opposed virtually all COVID era requirements. But if it's a choice between one or the other, it's not even close. 
I say this to point out the weakness of the anti-vaccine passport position. I think many people fear, reasonably, that the alternative is a semi-permanent mask mandate, which for me and others feels a lot worse. <sighs> wow. So anyway, yeah, get that, get that out of here if you want to play that other thing. <sighs> so I just, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, what do you even say to that? Like this, it's, it's the same type of just, just beta logic of like that last little part in here where it says, uh, people may fear reasonably that the alternative is a semi-permanent mask mandate, which for me and others feels a lot worse. So what you're saying is, is because, because evil people will threaten you with something else you'll go along with this one thing. This didn't work. Wasn't it just like last week or something we were making the analogy of if, if the abusive spouse says, I'll kill you if you leave, that doesn't mean stay. That's right. actually <laughs> a bigger red flag that you should be getting the hell maybe out of Dodge. You should, maybe you should go. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this just, just mega pussy. Like he's not an, so I, I reserve the phrase Astro cuck for the conservatives. He's just mega pussy because I couldn't <laughs> think of anything right now. Robbie so for reason is a mega pussy. It's just freaking beta energy, man. Mm. Beta energy. Uh, but j just so that we're not taking his words out of context, he did have a follow-up tweet. Here it was right here. If I'm going to be raped, I would much, 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 much rather they use a condom. <laughs> and I suspect I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm glad he cleared that up. Uh, right? Thank you. If something that people had talked about months ago at this point, because I feel like a lot of people felt perhaps naively that we were past this, you know, case the vaccine was out and cases were down, deaths yep. were down, which is the more important thing. And so people felt like we were past this. But the CDC updates their guidelines, says, oh, no, there's variants here. We're going to update our guidelines. We're recommending masks. We talked just last week that if you're somewhere where they're going to bring back masks in schools, if they're basically if they're listening, if you live in a place that's no longer listening to the so-called experts that are really just political shills, then you're probably they're probably not going to listen to these edicts. But if you're in a place where they do listen to the political shills, then they probably are going to listen to the new edicts. I, can, I just, I can't even imagine still living in New York at this point. Yeah. I think they're really going to drive people from, you know, the major cities. They're just going to become ghost towns, basically, that yeah. all the sane people are going to leave. <clears throat> yeah. But I, I'm, I'm going to end on this note for this segment. Now, one thing that some people might be thinking, or, or maybe this is just more tongue-in-cheek, is they think, well, you remember all those riots and protests like a summer ago, uh, back towards the end of the Trump era, all the BLM and, and black, the Black Lives Matter, the All Cops Are Bastards, the Justice for George Floyd, and, and there were others, but Floyd was kind of the one that really kicked it off nationwide. Mm -hmm. As a part of those, so many of those protests, there were also a lot of riots. And those riots, those those were no good. That was just destruction of people's private property. It was just people burning down their own communities mm -hmm. uh, and causing damage. Um, but the point being is, is that in a lot of places, the police were basically told to stand down. And, <clears throat> you know, small business owners more or less had to fend for themselves. Yeah. And oftentimes just stood back and watched their family business burn to the ground because they also know, well, if I step in and do anything, they'll arrest me, right? Mm-hmm. 
So the police didn't, if, if, the, if you consider the police even a shred of legitimate, they didn't do their jobs. They weren't out there putting an end to this destruction of private property. But apparently some of those police had hurt Fifi's. <laughs> Which leads us to bills like this one right here. We got to protect the cops, Sherry. We got to protect oh. them. Bill to protect Nassau police from hate crimes sparks controversy. <sighs> now, if you're wondering what this is, believe it or not, in Nassau County, in New York, and by the way, this bill is being spearheaded by Democrats. Because no. when you're the party in power, the stormtroopers listen to you, right? No. So this bill being here, spearheaded by Democrats, um, what it does is it would make allegedly protesting in such a way that causes harm or distress to the police that, that that can be considered a hate crime. Now, what, is, what does this do? What does this open the floodgates of? Now, on this very program, we've talked about qualified immunity in the past and how with qualified immunity, you and I cannot turn around and sue a police officer for hurting us because he was just doing his job. Yep. With this bill, it'll allow police officers to file a suit in civil court against you. Wow. Wow. <sighs> And you know, the conservatives are going to eat it up. <laughs> I mean, that's the funny thing is that when when the Democrats are falling in line with the police, the, there there won't be a, there'll be some conservatives. They're like, but I'm against the Democrats. Right. But the other will say, but we're for the cops. And mm -hmm. there they go. They got this one right, y'all. Um. Yeah. Shit's fucked. <laughs> Correct. Dave, shit is fucked. Oh, Guys, no. we're going to be back to give you a little Olympic news right after this break. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back to the show. We're going to give you a little Olympic news. Sad to report that the first ever transgender athlete, Laurel Hubbard, is out of the weightlifting competition early. Go ahead and pull that up, Sherry. Laurel Hubbard, first transgender Olympian out of weightlifting competition early. Laurel Hubbard's groundbreaking Olympics debut didn't go quite as planned. She made history. Well, it. He made history as the first transgender athlete to compete at the Olympics, was eliminated after failing to record a single lift in three attempts in Monday's over 87 kilogram super heavyweights. Take, take a look at that picture again. Uh, pull that back up, Sherry. Um, yeah, that, that does look a little bit like a super heavyweight, I suppose. Um, I mean, when you're right, you're right. But... That's not really the story I want to touch on. I know that there was plenty of people out there saying, you know, kind of doing the Nelson, ha ha, because he got put out. And turns out that, that, that a middle-aged, overweight, untalented man couldn't compete very well against the young in their prime women. But that's not really the story for me. The story was, if he had a position on the team to represent the women in weightlifting, it means that there was an actual woman who got bumped off. And turns out there actually was. Take a look at this right here. It's actually reported in Breitbart. Tongan woman denied a chance to compete in Olympics because of trans weightlifter. 
According to reports, transgender weightlifter Laurel Hubbard kept a minority woman. Oh, Sherry, it was a woman of color at that. That matters. Out of the Olympics. Many are noting that Kuanini Nini Manumua, and so we got a picture of her right here. They call her Nini. Nini Manumua, the woman who was ultimately displaced by inclusion of Laurel Hubbard. She's 21, and it would have been her first Olympics. Wow. So she Bad. was bumped out of the Olympics contention because Laurel Hubbard entered to represent New Zealand in Tokyo. Uh, it was noted, Hubbard stole the place of Kuanini Manumua, a 21-year-old woman of color who had trained for years. This would have been her first Olympics. Now, there's a couple things to remember about this. First is the average age of the female weightlifters in this category is 24. She's 21. So this is going into her prime, and this would have been her first Olympics. Olympics are once every four years. Mm -hmm. If you miss an Olympics, you're talking about that might be the end of your, your journey. Exactly. And hers was stolen from her because they gave the what would have ultimately been a last position on the team went instead to Laurel Hubbard. Leave, leave it up to men to take right. the place of women. Women. On, yeah. the, on the women's team at that. Um, but I'll tell you this. I, I know that we're, we're getting short on time, but. There was, uh, there was a lot of women's groups that were talking about this particular story because they, they were making it about, well, what, what about the woman? We're talking so much about the, 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 the wokeism in the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, and bringing in transgender athletes. Well, what about the women? Yeah. And, and this is something that's really important to consider is when you're going to live in a clown world where a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man because they say so, and then you're going to be so woke that you're going to entertain that nonsense then in a competition, you still have to have a rule book, right? Mm-hmm. Which means you still, have to, you still have to draw a line somewhere. Like somewhere there has to be some type of rule that governs this who phenomenon. Yeah, who yeah. can compete for what, for when. And, and, and so like, for instance, like, well, why even bother if they're just going to let people identify and do whatever? And, and, and to be fair, it's like if we're really going to split hairs, like for instance, you can't have Usain Bolt race against the men one day and then literally the next day him just decide, I want to race against the women. Right. And so the way that they decided that they would, how they would categorize who competes as a man and a woman is they based it on testosterone levels. So uh, I don't remember exactly what the level is, but there's they, they drew a line at a certain testosterone level. And if your testosterone levels were above that, then as far as the IOC was concerned, you're a man and you can't compete in the female category. And vice versa, if your testosterone level is below that number, then as, again, as far as the IOC is concerned, if you say you're a woman, you're a woman, you get to compete in the women's category of the Olympics. So wow. Laurel Hubbard did indeed pump his bitch ass so full of estrogen that his testosterone was so far down that he met that requirement. Although I'm willing to bet, I'm not an investigative journalist, but I'm willing to bet if you dug into it, you would find that whatever his he was testing at is probably where they set the bar. Wow. I'm willing to bet. I can't say that, but I'm willing to bet because this is the first time it's happened. I'm willing to bet that they used him basically as an example and said, well, oh, wouldn't you know, point one above that, you know, is the, yeah. is the line. But what's crazy about this is, and it's something that you and I had talked about before, there are actual natural born women on this planet who tested out at a testosterone level above that percent, that requirement. Right. So that means because they drew this arbitrary line, 
because they had to make up a rule because they were entertaining just objectively false scientific nonsense and they had to make a rule for it. That meant that there were natural born women who were excluded from Olympic competition based on this new rule while natural born men were added to teams under the women's yeah. category. Well, I, isn't it just interesting too? It's like, it's so like them, like these kind of woke people to reduce people to one specific factor in order to mm -hmm. I, like, you're not, you're not a human, you're black or you're a woman or you're a white man or whatever. This is, they're reducing people to their testosterone levels. And it's just, it smacks of that kind of woke scientism to me. Well, one of the biggest problems I think with the wokeism is that, and, and you hear people joke about it, but it's not a joke. It's there's the woke Olympics the, or the victim Olympics is that so so in order to promote a trans athlete you you had to denigrate a female athlete of color you had to right. do that so disgusting so on that note well, i i want to leave things on a more positive note while we go into the last commercial break i don't i don't want people to feel like this is a program that just espouses hatred and bigotry i'll tell you what i i kind of admire a laurel hubbard you got to have real balls to go out there and put things on the line like he did. <laughs> Guys, we're going to be right back after this last commercial break. Don't go away. Hi guys, it's Alan here. And I want to take a moment to let you know about one of our supporters who started a new business. Laura Moreau sells 50 different health and wellness, all natural products from weight loss, supplements, energy enhancers, body toning, longer and stronger hair, and so much more. Do you like coffee? Well, they even have coffee that'll help you drop some pounds. And who doesn't want to drop a few pounds? Go check her out at her online store at lauramoreau.itworks.com today. That's lauramoreau.itworks.com. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Also, don't forget, go support a free speech platform. Don't just complain. It's Too Late with Alan Mosley is now on Odyssey. You can find us at odyssey.com. You can search Alan Mosley TV or It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Also, if you're more of a listener than a watcher, we're on your favorite podcasting platform of choice thanks to Anchor FM. It's anchor.fm slash Alan Mosley TV. Sherry, do you have a final thought? <sighs> don't. No, 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 no. That's don't Cuomo, people. Well, I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't, you shouldn't de Blasio people either, but you should definitely not uh, Cuomo people. Uh, guys, thank you so much, and we will see you next week. <laughs>